Hi, and welcome back to Publisher Nation for August 2018. This is the show in conjunction with Digital Book World, where we will be interviewing a number of guests, partners, exhibitors, sponsors, speakers, and more. And we're joined today by Joseph Mark of Publica. Joseph, say hello. Hello, everybody. Hi, Publicans. <laughs> Joseph, thank you for joining us. Uh, you've got one of the more interesting companies in the publishing space. Um, I'll just let you explain it from the top. What is Publica? What does Publica do? And what do you do for them? Well, I'm the CEO of Publica, and I have two co-founders. Uh, Yuri Pimanoff came up with the idea. He's a data scientist, and Anton Saprico is a CEO of ScandiWeb, which is a large uh, web e-commerce services company. And we uh, had a common cause in trying to improve how publishing can work for publishers and authors and readers, sort of all sides of the coin. And we realized that we're all very familiar with blockchain technology, and we found a way to make it work better for everybody using that technology. So why don't we start right there? We're going to have a lot of people listening who, you know, everybody's heard the word blockchain at, at some point. Um, but why don't you start by telling us, uh, you know, we landed here from Mars, don't know anything. What is the blockchain? Well, the blockchain is not from Mars. Uh, actually, the blockchain is uh, it's a technology that you'll find uh, is actually in wide use already. And uh, the famous use of it is Bitcoin, which is almost 10 years old. Uh, because people are using that as an alternative form of digital trusted money. And uh, the, the blockchain is actually a family of technologies uh, that were put together to make a trusted uh, e-commerce or financial network. And that's the best way to think of it. It's a network. Uh, and as opposed to all the computers being in one place, you know, centralized like at a uh, a traditional publisher might have a centralized data center. Um, blockchain computers are distributed around the world and they run uh, autonomously. So that brings us a couple of properties that we think are interesting for publishing authors and readers. Number one, there's no downtime. Computers are everywhere. Uh, number two, the transactions are global and borderless. That means if you sell a book or if you buy a book, uh, it doesn't matter where you are. And literally, and uh, anywhere on Earth or in space, I guess, on Mars, if you had an internet connection. And uh, if you're new to the blockchain or crypto uh, world, as it's often called, because it relies on cryptography to protect all the information, uh, your personal information, your transactional information, the books themselves, so on, it's all protected with cryptography, uh, which is also um, pretty old, but it's called the crypto world because uh, the way we're using it, we have a lot in common with people who are using blockchain technologies and things like supply chain, um, uh, finance, of course, uh, but also Internet of Things. Uh, it's really the hottest latest technology today. And if you're old enough to remember the beginning of the Internet, um, when uh, well, you're probably familiar with Amazon, and I remember when Amazon first, you know, appeared uh, on a web page. I was trying to explain to everyone, "Hey, this is a great thing. You know, you can uh, you can order your books to be delivered to your house, and you can do that online." Everyone said, "Why would you do it online? We have a bookstore here." And 
And I said, well, it's because eventually, you know, they'll build internet shelf space, right? As a, and it's just going to be more efficient. And people were obviously reluctant at the time. It just made no sense. And then came the part where you put your credit card in to a website and television and the media was telling you never, ever do that. Never put your credit card on the internet. Well, here we are. Yeah, well, here we are. So we're kind of in that stage with blockchain technology. It's just a word that you're not familiar with and it just works. No, that's great. So um, why don't you share with us where some of the initial traction for Publicus has come from? So with Digital Book World, uh, we're going to have, you know, the, the tagline is uh, the gathering of the wide world of publishing. So we're going to have trade. We're going to have scholarly and academic. Uh, we're going to have what we call corporate publishing, which is uh, companies that you don't necessarily think of as publishers, companies like Southwest Airlines and Intel and HP and Nissan um, that are still doing a lot of publishing, despite the fact they're in an entirely different industry, uh, educational publishing. Um, independent publishing. What area do you see Publica having the biggest impact with first and, and what traction have you already managed to generate? Well, Bradley, thanks for mentioning those institutional publishers because although I've been in publishing all my life, I also spent about 30 years working in television and film and people think of those things as either the TV or the cinema, but of course, Video production is extremely widespread and very useful in uh, in in many institutions and ways for people to communicate. Books are just one of them. So public is fully aware of that. And our initial traction was at the London Book Fair. Uh, we, we showed the uh, app. You know, it's on the app stores. Um, you know, the e-reader with a digital wallet built into it, uh, and that was really interesting to the independent creative entrepreneur crowd. Uh, there's a, the Alliance for Independent Authors um, uh, held a panel and invited us. And the president there, Orna Ross, called it direct selling. And I thought that's actually quite right because the money goes directly from the buyer's wallet to the seller's wallet in minutes. Uh, it doesn't actually go through our bank or our wallet at all. That's what's great about the blockchain. And so there's uh, public isn't investing in the authors, right? So we're not looking for a return on investment for money that we lay out first. Uh, we're here to help people use the technology and and learn what it means to sell directly and globally. So the first audience for that that enjoyed that was what you call the uh, independent self-publishers. And not only, uh, you know, fiction and nonfiction, uh, get a lot of interest from the scientific community. Uh, they're, you know, when they publish, they want to publish worldwide. And, uh, you know, especially medical things. My brother is a heart surgeon, for example. So um, it's, but the, the first users uh, who put up their books were independent self-publishers. Then, uh, just this week, we announced a partnership with Morgan James Publishing. Now, that's what you would call a traditional publisher. Um, paper books, you know, editorial, 
assistants and professional editing and print runs and, you know, salespeople that go into the bookstores, you know, the, the whole nine yards. And for them, using the public platform is a way to issue their digital edition earlier in the pipeline so that that edition gets out there first. And that actually uh, will help them with uh, bookstore sales because uh, there's no competition. And the uh, uh, so we're, we're extremely happy that Morgan James saw that uh, potential for them and for their authors. And then there's the third aspect that just got started. And uh, just two weeks ago or so, we released what we call the book ICO. Now, Bradley, I'm going to have to explain another word there. <laughs> ICO. Go, yeah, go right ahead. ICO comes historically from um, uh, the world of blockchains and cryptography, and it stands for Initial Coin Offering. And it's just jargon now. And of course, when you launch a book, it's it's a book. It's not a coin. <laughs> so it's a little bit funny calling an ICO, but you know, it's just it's the jargon now. So if you hear about ICOs, you know, bring your book to Publica, and now you're part of that. Yeah. But it it looks a lot like pre-orders, you know, pre-sales, um, and it looks a lot like crowdfunding. It looks a lot like marketing, uh, and in Morgan James' case. Uh, which is, you know, traditional paper, salespeople go into bookstores kind of publisher. Um, that book ICO is also a way for them and the author to raise some funds that will be used for the publicity for that book. So it's this is a, a new thing that was that is made possible by the blockchain and the way that we built this platform. So, yeah, the book ICO, I remember seeing that, um, and it's great that uh, you referenced Orna Ross as well, an ally. Of course, they will be a digital book world uh, in full force, uh, as you know. Um, but uh, the book ICO is kind of interesting. So, mechanically, does that work, um, you know, basically like um, like a Kickstarter model almost, where where people can buy in and they they – they, they buy the rights to get the book when it comes out, but it's not out yet. And then the, the author or publisher can get that money and use that uh, leading up to the development, you know, the, 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 in the developmental phase and then to the release of the book. Or how does that work mechanically? Yeah, it has a lot in common with that, but it's not the same. And internally, we kind of we call it crowdfunding. But um, because an ICO has to have a start date and an end date, right? There's a and we recommend about a month. And of course, if uh, the first book ICO was A Backpacker's Guide to Europe, written by Nomadic Matt, and he was finishing the book in Europe, wearing a backpack, of course. <laughs> and uh, he delivered the book immediately after the ICO uh, sold out. So it wasn't quite like a pre-sale, you know, where it's going to be delivered in six months or something. Um, you could do that, of course, but so far, people have been doing it when the book's just about ready. Um, and the book is delivered you know, just as soon as the, uh, uh, the author gives their okay or the publisher. But what's uh, so that's a lot in common with the we call it kickstarting your book project because books are projects. You know, every book is a startup of its own and it's not, it doesn't end when you, you know, type the end hit the return on your mechanical typewriter. You know, that's really the beginning of that book's 
a fat tail. And I wanted to bring up the fat tail because it's a reference to the long tail, which Chris Anderson uh, so famously uh, explained to us. And the online uh, digital bookstores that you're familiar with, uh, their real function is the long tail. Right? Once you get the page up, it just sits there forever, and, or at least as long as that company's in business. Uh, but the fat tail is where the publisher and the author are most involved. And of course, that's often usually where most of the revenue occurs. And we're all about the fat tail. And that's what the book ICO is about. It's about the fat tail. It's about the beginning. That's why the initial part of ICO uh, does actually fit. And that's when you actually need to gather your fans, supporters, uh, funds, uh, publicity um, assistance, um, just anyone that can possibly uh, be of help to get this book launched, that's the time and place to do it. So the book ICO is designed to look just like that. You know, it looks just like a book launch page. And when the book ICO closes and you can deliver the book right away or, uh, you know, take a short amount of time if you need to, if you were to use those funds for book finishing. Uh, and, oh, there's a jet launch, for example. They accept um, public as cryptocurrency in payment for book finishing services. And um, so, and, and there are, there are others, uh, but that is a really good example of that's the time to get that done. And at publica.com, the page that you create, uh, it you know has the name of the title of your book and that page stays up. So that's stays forever as a bookstore online where the transactions are automatically done by the blockchain in any nation of the world. So your book's already online for sale around the world just because you've done a book ICO. Then you go about all the other wide publishing that uh, um, Ally and uh, Joanna Penn and Ryan Holiday uh, and others, uh, Stephen Pressfield, have given such great advice about how to do that. That's what you do next. And then the, uh, and of course it's in our catalog, but our catalog isn't meant to be the long tail for everybody. This is a global service. If you travel a lot, you'll see that every country has its own favorite online shopping uh, companies that work. I'm in the Netherlands right now, and uh, uh, Bol.com is you know their version of Amazon.com. Um, every country's got their own one that that works well. So that's what you do next. But your book is already for sale, and right out there where the important part, Google can find it. Did you know that we spoke to Google um, in our first week of existence? I did not know that. How did that go? Um, they called us when they saw the website, you know, hey, it's Google. <laughs> they, they find websites. <laughs> and, and, um, and we had a great conversation where um, Google explained that they love the project because Everything we do is transparent and everything we do is right there where Google can find it and show it to the people that care about it, um, associate it with uh, what people are searching for. That's, you know, Google's main service to the world is helping you find what you want. And that I think it's really important in book discovery um, because as you build your platform and Bradley you mentioned this before, that platform is really important uh, for the author and the publisher. You still want it to reach people who know they want you or they think they want to find your book. You want to help them. So uh, everything we do, including that um, page and the blockchain itself, Google reads the blockchain. So we put uh, enough 
information in the blockchain cryptography access keys so that Google knows exactly which book title it is and so on. Um, so they can do what they do. That's really interesting. Yeah, and that actually dovetails well with the, what I was going to ask you next, which is, you know, you've done a great job explaining the technology and explaining your company. Share with us sort of your vision for how the publishing world is going to look in three to five years with, with this technology. Is it just a given in your mind that companies that like Amazon and Google, which has gotten much more into books lately, uh, Apple with their revised, you know, Apple books offering they're coming out with this fall. Um, as you mentioned, there's all sorts of other publishers around the world um, in different geographies and localities. Is it just a given that everybody's going to adopt blockchain technology or do you see some people using it, some people not? Paint, paint us a picture of what the next few years look like, um, you know, evolutionary-wise with this technology. Well, thanks for asking. Um, I don't like to make predictions, but I do like to uh, talk about probabilities and make you know, intelligent bets. I'm a big fan of Annie Duke's thinking in bets and Nassim Taleb in his Incerto uh, series. Um, but... Here's what I think is extremely probable. Um, there will probably be companies that do something very much like Publica now that we've shown how we've shown it, right? We've done it. Um, so I expect uh, copycats. But um, but hopefully they'll have something new to offer, right? Um, something that uh, that we haven't done yet or something that isn't appropriate for, for our mission. Um, I think the long tail companies that you mentioned, uh, Google and Amazon, um, they don't really need blockchain for what they're doing, but um, they certainly may want to deal with Publica in the same way that Morgan James is dealing with Publica. And because there's a lot of things that we can do for them outside of their uh, walled garden subscription-based um, uh, platform that is centralized. Because uh, everything they do is predicated on your identity. They need to know who you are. Um, if there's money involved, they need your credit card and so on. Uh, and that's what public it doesn't do. We don't need to know who you are. Um, we need to know who the author is who's receiving the money, right, or the publisher, or gets the money. We need to know who they are. But we don't send it to their bank. It goes straight to their digital wallet and so on. So we have a lot of ways that we can work together. And ultimately... I predict, uh, or I think it's highly probable, that we'll see more of what we're seeing in all kinds of commerce, which is more decentralization and peer-to-peer, -peer. meaning, uh, I don't mean barter, you know, one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. I mean more groups of people that have things that they really care about in common. Uh, they can deal with each other and um, directly, like Orna Ross said, direct selling, that applies to communities, uh, things like book clubs and and um, uh, your own groups, Bradley, actually. Um, I, I expect uh, you to find some uses for this. And ultimately, if I'm, you know, in my heart of hearts, I hope that this works for libraries around the world because uh, we have the saying, books without borders and publish your way. And libraries, they really need Books Without Borders, and they need publishers and authors to publish their way for libraries. 
So that's why I really hope this goes. Joseph Mark is CEO of Publica. Publica will be joining us at Digital Book World, which takes place October 2nd through the 4th in Nashville, Tennessee. Joseph, thank you for the time today. And before I let you go, who at Digital Book World, you know, I mentioned Orna Ross will be there. A lot of folks, you know, Publica will be there. A lot of folks will be there. Is there any particular aspect of digital book world that you have found more appealing than others or, or maybe uh, uh, stood out uh, more than something else? Um, what, what appeals to you the most about the digital book world program or what we've put together out of what you've seen? Well, it's, it's the relationships. Uh, it's the, the people are so friendly. And as soon as you start talking about something, a common interest, they'll point you to other people. And, and uh, of course, you know, Publishers Weekly is there and, and the um, IBPA is there. Uh, and it's, that, I think, is the best part, just being able to talk to people and learn things, even things you didn't know you needed to know. But just, you know, how it is, rubbing shoulders. It's great. Absolutely. Yeah. So th- thank you very much for the time today. Uh, excited about what y'all are doing. Excited to have you join us at Digital Book World. Thank you, Bradley, and I'll see you in Tennessee. For episode six of Publisher Nation, thank you for listening, and until next time.